Matsu, 4v2. Celso for Son. For Kane. Oh. Classic Jose Mourinho. Classic Harry Kane. 2-0. He becomes the all-time record goal scorer in North London derbies. He scores his 250th goal for club and country. And his 100th home goal for Tottenham which takes and Liverpool lead Bobby Firmino catch him if you can a massive goal a huge leap a dagger to Jose's heart Dickinson, man with a proven goal-scoring record on this ground. And this is pivotal in the Premier League for Everton. And he rolls it past Alisson, who went the right way, and Everton lead at Anfield by two goals to nil. Elon, it's Lucas Moura, it's Lamella, he's got in. Eric Lamella has arrived with a goal. Good pick-up by regular. Alexander Arnold's a wonderful cross, and it's produced. A goal-scoring header from Diogo Jota, who hurts Arsenal again. And you just think... Down to Phil Foden. He goes and wants one himself and it's got one! And that tops it off. That's a fantastic strike from a fabulous young footballer. Phil Foden at Manchester City. Phil Foden. Actually going to be Bruno Fernandes! It is quite magnificent. That is pinpoint perfect from Bruno Fernandes and Manchester United lead again. Tidy control there by the, uh, the Levante player. Pressure still on. And Demi sends it across. It's a great chance and it's in the back of the net. And for the second time tonight, North Macedonia lead away in Germany. And this time it's Elivel Mas who scored the goal. He's on, sir. Cross towards the far post. Grasco coming in. 2 0 Atletico Madrid. Throws again there. Oh, they scored. It's Justin Clyburn after a real mix up in the Manchester United penalty area. David De Gea couldn't get there. And Justin Clyburn might just have eliminated United from this season's Champions League. The road to Russia begins this week as the UEFA Champions League, the UEFA Europa League and a new European competition that Tottenham are in, the Euro European Conference League, all start this week with uh, the first round of fixtures on Tuesday and Wednesday for the Champions League and on Thursday nights, the Europa League and the European Conference League. To preview the European action then this season, I'll be joined by the two regulars, European football fans, Lloyd Bounds, who sadly for him Arsenal, not in European action as they weren't good enough last year and making history and becoming the first English team in the European Conference League is Max Noon's Tottenham but we'll start off with the main competition UEFA Champions League said the final this season is in St. Petersburg in Russia 
as I said a few weeks ago on the show when Ronaldo signed. Last time Ronaldo played for Man United, Champions League final, where was it held? Russia, we won it, so we'll get on to Man United later. But we'll start off in group order. Group A is a probably one of the best groups, if not the best. You've got Manchester City, obviously, winning the Premier League last year. Paris Saint-Germain, who comes second in the French League last year. And RB Leipzig, joined by Club Bruges, the Belgium champions, who come through the playoff. And the first round of fixtures on Wednesday, both at 8 o'clock UK time. Man City against RB Leipzig and PSG go away to Club Rouge. Um, first of all, obviously, we talk about Man City a lot. We'll talk about RB Leipzig. The, I wouldn't say big team. Obviously, they are a big team, Max, but definitely the outsiders in that group. <clears throat> well, yeah, they're going to be, obviously, probably the two best teams in the world, or, or you know, I suppose, most expensive teams in the world. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> compared to them, Leipzig uh, don't hold a candle, but I think the uh, they have you know done very well in the in Europe uh, in recent seasons. Obviously, <clears throat> or was it the semi-finals they got to uh, two uh, tournaments ago, I believe. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously they knocked you out uh, last year, Leon. Um, so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> do they have the capacity to pull some surprises? Obviously, they had uh, <clears throat> a new manager uh, this year. Uh, obviously, after Nagelsmann left. Uh, so I'm not too sure how uh, you know they'll uh, how they'll do. Uh, obviously, I think they've had a bit of a slow start uh, in the in the in the Bundesliga, but uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how they uh, they perform against tougher op- uh, opposition in um, obviously Man City and PSG, uh, which they haven't really faced yet under the new manager. Um, obviously, they they played Bayern Munich and uh, lost four one, I think. So uh, they want they'll hope to improve. Do you think they do you think they can get out the group? Because obviously you would think that in the Champions League the top two teams go through to the knockout stages. If you're first you get seeded, if you're not, you get unseeded in second, and then obviously third place go into the Europa League knockouts. Can they get out of the Champions League? Obviously you would expect them to get into the Europa League at least. Well I think in terms of the likelihood of teams going through, I think Man City are Definitely the favourites for me um, because I think there has been maybe some questions about PSG. Obviously, they've had you know under Pochettino last year. I think it was kind of a free ride, not free ride. Obviously, they saw PSG, but they uh, had issues. Obviously, at the beginning of the season, kind of um, a new manager halfway through, you'd expect some difficulties. But this year, there's kind of no excuses. Obviously, with the money that, they, that they've spent and the expectations being so high, um, that you have to really say that they're you know, top two teams for the for the actual tournament. Um, I did. I mean, yeah, definitely top two for me. But for Leipzig, I think obviously they're not the favourites uh, for the group. But if they were to replace anybody, I think it would be um, PSG in the top two because the PSG have had you know moments where they uh, have had a slow start, and obviously their <clears throat> star men, Messi and uh, Neymar, are coming in to. Uh, tomorrow's tomorrow's game, I think it is. Yeah, uh, so they're coming back, and I don't know. For me, they've not looked uh, to be at their peak at any point really under Pochettino. So I don't know. They obviously, I'd, I'd probably say that Leipzig are the outsiders. Uh, I think that's a totally fair thing to say, but I don't know. I, I don't think this is uh, as straightforward a group as uh, it, it, as it seems to be honest with you, because uh, PSG are so good, but Leipzig uh, could beat them, but. Leipzig also look poor, so yeah, I'm not sure. It is difficult, but um, it's really more about questions I have over over PSG just because of what I've seen so far of them. Yeah, so obviously Leipzig, as you said, um, come second last year in the group behind PSG, actually. So they have got a different Manchester team this year in um, Man City. But PSG, Lloyd, obviously, you know, Probably on paper the strongest team in world football starting eleven wise. They brought in Sergio Ramos, they brought in Hakimi, they've got Donnarumma in goal, so they've improved in that area. And then of course, it up up front you've got the front three of Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. Arguably, well not argue, probably is the best front three in world football. But for me, I just I can't see PSG win the Champions League because. 
obviously Mbappe's got his heart set on a, a move to Real Madrid. Whether that'll play on his mind and he doesn't play as well this season. Neymar, you know, as we've said in previous shows where Messi did join, he doesn't turn up in some months. He doesn't even turn up in some games. Not obviously on the pitch. He just he goes missing sometimes. And obviously Messi is Messi. But Lloyd, you would expect them to get up the group. Will they win the group first of all? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think they'll get out. I'll probably say. I, I don't think they'll top the group. I, I, I wouldn't put them for favourites though. Like, and then as soon as Messi went to PSG, the first thing everyone said, I said, "Oh, they're instantly favourites. They're going to win the UCL." I think now everyone's going back on loads, saying like, "Oh yeah, I don't think they're going to win it actually." And I think I, I think it needs to be something in the middle. Like, like I think all the like, like you said it perfectly. Really, like you have Mbappe, who's probably last year at the club, like they nearly left, but like. Like it is still Mbappe, he's still only under 18. We have Neymar, which is like, if he's there, brilliant. But like, there's basically a 50 50 chance he's <coughs> injured or just or just doing something else. And then you have Messi, and then it's like, like on paper, they have a brilliant team, but like, they haven't even had a game together yet, really. Like, is, is, there, is there enough time for all of them to, to really bond together? Like, you're not, you're not going to win a UCL based off. Have like eleven individual players. You're going to win it because you have a proper team. And I, I'm not sure if they actually have that yet, or if they will get close to doing it. Like I think they'll probably get out of the group stage fine, like with no problems. I think that's when they'll start to struggle if none of their players are, will probably play together now. But if they don't win the Champions League, that's a massive failure, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it should be the expectation. Like, you look at the money, they, well, not even the money they're because they got all of them for free, basically. Like, you look at the players they have. Like, well, I mean, wages, yeah. That's oh, yeah, yeah, true. Like, yeah, they, they should, they, they should win it, but they, well, it never really works out like that. And one team that haven't won the Champions League, uh, League yet have come so close in the past few years, but. I haven't been able to get over the line is Manchester City, as you both said. Probably favourites to win the group starting with you, Max. I mean, first of all, obviously, you, you and Lloyd have said that you think Man City are top the group. The main question is then, do you think finally Man City can have their year lifting uh, the Champions League? <laughs> well, the thing is, well, we look at, obviously, they got to the final last year and obviously, regardless of what happened in the final, You've got to look and think whether they strengthened from there and uh, whether they have, you know, built upon the deficiencies. And I don't think they have, really. Obviously, they signed Jack Grealish. And does he improve them? Maybe he's a good player. But, you know, in terms of the position that they needed to improve, does he improve that position? No, not necessarily. And we've said this before, but <clears throat> they need a striker um, and they didn't get the striker. So whether they're in a better position now than they were last year, I don't know. So... Would I say that they're favourites in terms of what they have? They have a, a team that is, you know, they, they know how they how they play. They know how the manager wants them to play, and that, that is obviously a really, really good uh, advantage. But I don't know. I wouldn't say it's as simple uh, as last year. And I think they were by far the best team, and probably by far the favourites for the majority last year. I don't know. I don't think it's as simple this year. Obviously, um, Chelsea strengthened uh, and they won last year. Uh, I mean, you say what you want about you know United, but obviously Ronaldo is a huge boost. I don't know. It's, I, I think it's going to be harder than you'd expect. Uh, but obviously, they still Man City, and they still spend loads of money, even if it was just on one player. So you'd expect it's um, it is this season for them, and and I'm not sure how many. What is it? Another two or two seasons or so after this for 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 Pep, or is it just one? I'm not. Really, it's now or never. Yeah, sort I of, think uh, I think he said two. Yeah, two yeah. Years. So I mean, it's. Obviously, they're probably going to spend loads of money next summer anyway, um, and I'm not sure on who it'll be, who it'll be on. But yeah, you really got to say that if I mean it's getting a bit ridiculous now if they don't win it this season. Um, of course they can. I, of course they can win it. I do think they can win it though. Agree with everything Max has said, dear Lloyd. Uh, yeah, completely. Like especially if you go to PSGs, then like oh, yeah, look at this squad. You look at City, probably have. Uh, it's, it's slightly worse, but they've added for like the past five years, and like they've consistently not really done that good. But I, I really think, like the the window is so awful. 
like it was genuinely awful. They didn't address any problem they actually had and spent more on another winger, which they didn't need. Like, like they haven't got better at all, but and everyone else has. But they they were quite good anyway. So I think so it'll be really tough for them. And if Pep does it, I think I think he deserves a lot of a lot of credit. But as you said, you know it is a a big moment for for Man City, and they've come so close over the years. And you would think that, you know, I I, I don't know their transfer, obviously. As I agree with you on both on that one, obviously they are bought in Jack Green, who's a great player. But did they really need it in that position? No, because they have got Alexis Sterling, who had a brilliant Euros with England, Mares, even Bernardo Silva, who played really well against Leicester the other day. So I, I don't know. I I think PSG will win the group, and I do think Man City will get out of it, and then Leipzig third, but. Who knows? And then the other team that are in the group, of course, the Belgium champions, Club Bruges, um, probably hoping to do what Hungary did at the Euros and shock the the three main teams in the group as well. They've got um, some notable players as well. Simon Millier, their goalkeeper, obviously, ex-Sunderland and notably Liverpool. They've got young Scotland defender Jack Hendry, who used to play for Celtic. Wesley up front, who's on loan from. Aston Villa, they got um, Jose Esquadu, who signed in the summer from Brighton, Colombian Ford. And they've got Owen Osterari, who signed for four million from Wolves. And he's a, a young American midfielder as well. But probably we can all agree for like uh, for Club Bruges. Um, I suppose they just got to enjoy the occasion and got nothing to lose. So if they can go and pick up some points and potentially get Europa League football, which would be a shock. Um, but, you know, good luck to him as well. He's obviously a hard group as well. And it's a really hard group in Group B as well because you've got Atletico Madrid, obviously, La Liga winners last year, Liverpool, Porto and AC Milan or Milan in the group as well. The first set of fixtures are also on um, Wednesday as well, both at 8 o'clock. And that's Liverpool against AC Milan Anfield and Atletico Madrid against Porto. Um, as well, but we'll start off with the La Liga champions. Obviously, we all know what Mr. Lopez would say if he was here now. Um, Liga champions, he thinks, speaking to him a few weeks ago, he thinks they can defend it again. Champions League, he thinks they could possibly go far. I mean, would you agree with him on that sense, Lloyd? That Atletico could win the Champions League, or haven't they gone now? <coughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can go the way, but like. They've got far. Normally, normally they never get stopped by Ronaldo. Uh, who was it they went out to last year? Um, very, very good question. Liverpool, Liverpool, maybe. I yeah. think Liverpool's the. Yeah, yeah. the well, Chelsea. It was Chelsea. It was Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, well, I remember there was a stat. It was like Simeone. He'd never been knocked out by like any other team from the Champions League, which like, didn't have Ronaldo in it, which was like really insane. And then. We'll get knocked up by the winners in Chelsea. It isn't exactly bad. Oh yeah, it's like it's like scrappy win as well. Oh, that main player game. Like, like I, I think they could definitely put put a run together. Like, like Evan says, you need really good depth to go really far. And they attack like Atletico's attacking depth. It's like probably one of the best in the world now. They did some like insane business, like over there. Over the summer, not even in teams, it's just like getting in really good young players, like would you go to Paul? Like they literally when it's Greece went back, like it's for like 40 mil. I was selling him for like 110. And then in that process, they also want a title. Like you, you look at you look at who they can put up front. Like they have Greece and Swires, Coasco, Felix, Correa. Like that's just insane. And then you have like Matez Cunha as well, who they signed. Like they've genuinely got like like in terms of depth. Like that's by far one of the best in the world, and I, I, I really like. It. I think they, I think they could definitely go far, and that's what you'd be looking to do now after after winning the league. You'd be looking to build on that and go further in, go to like a semi final. Do you think they'll win the group though? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go and say they will. Liverpool have a lot of injuries still. I feel like AC Milan. As a, yeah, I feel like they're not really UCL quality. And then Porter. Oh. Well, Porter, they, they put up a, they did quite good last year. It's an interesting group. It does look quite difficult, but yeah. Do yeah you think I, 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 I see Atletico top in it. 
Yeah. Do you think Do you think it's a better group than a more exciting group for the neutrals and Group A is? Considering yeah. you have got PSG, yeah. Man City, and Leipzig, do you think it's a better group? <laughs> you can kind of see going like anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Leipzig, you look a bit worse, obviously, under the new manager, just because it's you know that's how it is. Um, and I think in terms of what Group B offers, I think each team is quite settled, obviously, in the way that they play. Liverpool, obviously, have, have been a Klopp. Simeone at Madrid uh, as well. And uh, Milan, I think, look very good as well. And obviously, Porto did so well last year. Um, I think in terms of what, what it offers, in terms of unpredictability, I mean, I, I can see it going a few ways. Obviously, Liverpool are, have looked very good. But, I mean, Champions League is uh, is kind of a different thing from the, the league, isn't it? Yeah, and you percent name we'll talk about Liverpool in a minute. But as you said, Porto in that group did really well last year. They've got a got a lot of good players themselves in there, so they'll look to, to cause a few upsets as well. And because of um, Portugal doing so well in European competitions and their coefficiency, they've got two teams in the group stage now, which obviously means them and Benfica qualify as well. But on the Italian section, I mean, they was in pot four because of their results, um, AC Milan, Max, I mean, can they win the group even? Well, I, wouldn't, I don't think they can win the group, but I mean, they can certainly uh, pull off a surprise. I mean, they've been very good uh, at the start and obviously so well to get to, to just get back into the Champions League. Obviously, they were in a, a kind of a poor situation financially. And, you know, they, they I think they even had a ban from European competitions at, at one point. Um, so to get back here, I think, is a huge step uh, in the right direction. Whether, you know, I, the expectations, obviously, I don't know, know if they're to win the group, but they can certainly uh, make a push to get out. Obviously, they've I think they've won every game so far. Uh, and obviously, what they have is they have a good blend of experience and, and youth. And it is it is a very interesting interesting team. But obviously, compared to Liverpool and Atletico Madrid, they, they, they're not quite at that level yet. Obviously, um, Liverpool and Madrid are... Uh, you know, a different level entirely uh, in terms of, you know, experience and quality. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, winning the group, I, I wouldn't say so. But, you know, surprising, uh, you know, a few surprise results, I think, you know, uh, I'd expect that from them. So a wide open group as well. But as you said, Liverpool's first game at Anfield is against, uh, or rerun, sorry, the 2005 Champions League final, obviously famously in Istanbul, between them and AC Milan. Would you say Liverpool are favourites? Obviously, Lloyd said Athletic and Madrid, he thinks, will top the group. Would you put them favourites to win the group match yourself? Um, I probably wouldn't, just because Liverpool, I think, have had have gone through a tough time. Um, well, I mean, I think if you put it in a simple terms, as um, Atletico Madrid, obviously, uh, the champions of Spain and, and Liverpool what, came third last year. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you say it, say it like that, I think you'd quite obviously say that uh, Madrid are, are the favourites. But, I mean, you could say that obviously Liverpool won the, the Champions League more recently. But, you know, no, for, for me personally, I think that's going Madrid are the favourites. That's right. Quick prediction. If you were to say the group, you both said Athlet go to finish top. Max, who are you going to put second, third, fourth? Um, yeah, Liverpool second, Milan third, Porto fourth. And I, maybe you could say Porto third, Milan fourth. But I think... Well, and do look strong, so yeah, I'd say I'd say third. Agree with Max on that one, Lloyd. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree with the same, but like I I don't think that means it's like a predictable group. I, I can see it going. It, I can see it being quite a low points total, really. Yeah, yeah. like I think a lot of the games were quite balanced. But as you said, it will be a very exciting group, and probably would be regarded as. The group of death, obviously every year you do get one. Um, the group of death as well. One group that could be really tight though, probably isn't the best the quality compared to maybe other groups that like we said, Leipzig, PSG, Man City, that group, Atletico, Liverpool, AC Milan is group C. You've got Sporting CSB or Sporting Lisbon, Borussia Dortmund, Ajax and Beskitas, the Turkish uh, champions about to come through qualifying. The first game then at Vodafone Park in Istanbul, Isbuskitschas against Borussia Dortmund and uh, in Lisbon, Sport in Lisbon take on Ajax as well. Obviously the favourites probably for the group, Borussia Dortmund. Um, how far can they go this year for you, Lloyd? 
Uh, I, I loved I loved Dortmund. Basically, like like the group is obviously quite easy. Like they they're gonna finish top. Like Ajax, like they had that good Champions League run a few years ago. But I, I don't see them challenging Dortmund, especially when they have Adrian Haaland in the team. Like I think purely because of him. Like like take him out of that squad. You go well, yeah, they, they, they might finish second below Ajax. You put him in, and he's he's scoring a hat trick with all of those teams. And they're going through top of the group, and then turning on the draw. Like I think, well, like he's he's such an insane player, especially on a Champions League night too, where like he can literally just pick the ball up and score hat trick with it, like on like the smallest amount of touches ever. Like I think, like if they top their group, and then like if like I think even if they just avoid one of like a City, a PSG, a Bayern, I think they can go through. I, I I really like like they've had a good start to the season. It's Haaland like he's like Haaland's had a good start to the season, and it, I, I think I think they could really go far. But I, I really like him. Favorable group as well. Um, is who's going to come second in the group? Obviously, you would say it's between Ajax and Sporting Lisbon. The teams obviously Buskitchas have come through qualifying, but. Max, where does Seton go for you? Well, it's difficult because obviously with the rest of the teams, you haven't seen them play regularly. Um, Ajax, obviously, you'd maybe lean towards them, obviously, with their the history in the, in the competition. Um, obviously, getting to the semi-finals, we all remember that. But, I mean, Sporting obviously had a, a very big year last year in, um, I believe they almost went invincible, didn't they, in, uh, in Portugal? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of how they'll they'll look, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I haven't seen them play a, an awful lot. But in terms of what the rest of the group offers, I think it is quite unpredictable. Um, I mean, for me personally, I, you know, if you go for the safe bet, you'd probably say Ajax second. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sporting were, you know, uh, maybe a surprise package. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm, I'm the most knowledgeable on on the rest of the teams. I don't see, watch them play every week. But uh, yeah, I think it is more. I think to enjoy than to, to speculate about really because uh, like I said nobody can really I mean obviously unless you're familiar with the teams <clears throat> you haven't seen them play uh, at this level it's, it is a little bit different obviously playing against potentially high quality teams than they'd play against in their own leagues uh, so yeah I mean I'd probably say Ajax second and then Sporting third but Sporting could uh, could uh, nip the place uh, of second I think Wide open um, section in there and then the next group um, it's quite a historic one for one team as well. We'll get on to them in a minute. But the Group D is between Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk and Chief Trelleborg of Moldova in the Champions League for the first ever time they was in uh, was they in the Europa League last year uh, as well. They well, they founded in 1998 to 99. Um, this stadium holds about what twelve thousand as well. So not the biggest club in um, the world so far. Had a pretty good season reading up on them like last season. I think they they won their league. They they come runners up in the the cup, the Moldovan Cup, I think it is called. So you know for them it's a it's a great achievement and they get a luxury of going and hosting Real Madrid and Inter Milan, two big teams as well. But talking about Inter Milan and Real Madrid, they meet in the opening game um, on Wednesday as well. That's at 8 o'clock kickoff at the San Siro between Inter Milan and Real Madrid. And earlier on, in Trelleborg in Moldova, the 5.45 kickoff between Chief and Shakhtar Donetsk as well. Probably the game for the Europa League. But we'll start off with Inter Milan, Max. What should we expect from Inter Milan in the Champions League this year? Well, obviously they're under a, a new coach um, in Inzaghi. So... From what you know, what we've seen of them uh, are potentially under Conte, potentially a little bit different. But uh, I still expect quality. Obviously, losing they did lose a lot of quality, but they uh, did replace with some some experience uh, in Jacko as well. I think who has an uh, who has looked quite quite good. Obviously, um, scored for them in, uh, on his debut, but potentially not as damaging as they could be last year. But they were uh, quite poor in the Champions League. But in terms of uh, what they offered as a team, obviously in the league, winning it. Uh, last year, not going to offer as as much, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's still a, a good 
a good team and I think they could still do some damage and maybe Real Madrid side that uh, again are also having difficulties uh, did sign uh, Camavinga who could potentially come into his own uh, and make his become a mainstay in the midfield obviously still quite a young player but in terms of the group as a whole you'd probably see them going through um, Real Madrid I think do have the quality to, to top it however so yeah I think they they should uh, they should have second fairly comfortably. Uh, although you know, obviously, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, who uh, who have offered uh, potentially a little bit more, uh, I think did quite well in the in the Europa League two seasons ago as well, getting the semis, getting to the semis. So they could uh, always shock a team like Inter. But yeah, for me, it's second for them. And on the other hand, Lloyd, you know what I'm going to ask you now: What should we expect from Real Madrid in the Champions League this year? Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's Real Madrid, I think. Like, obviously, the Champions League, like, well, they're known for just being in uh, I really like the group. It's basically the exact same as last year. I said it then. I said Sheriff. Uh, but I think, like, you look at Inter, they're severely weakened. Look at Shakhtar, Real Madrid should have been last year. Um, so, yeah, I think Real Madrid will top him. Like, I, I think Kamavinka, he, he had a really good debut the, the other day. And Real Madrid looking like well, a completely different team under under Ancelotti. Like they're scoring a lot of goals now, which I think was kind of an issue last season. Uh, Benzema, he's he's really like he's he's had an insane start this season. So I think I think he'll be really key. And he, well, he, he's always good for him in the in the Champions League. But I think I think scoring a lot of goals is always always a very good sign going into it. Like you you look at the like you look at the group like Inter. Like on paper, it's probably quite hard. But then you look at everything they've lost. Like they've gone lost Conte, they've gone lost Lukaku, Hakimi. Like there's a severely weakened squad. So I, I, I think I think remember to top that, top that with ease. How far do you think they'll go? They can go in the knockout stages with their squad. Oh, I, I no, no, I, I really don't think they can win it. Uh, well, purely just because like. Well, like intentionally, but for the last two seasons, they've like they've really swayed away from signing players, so they can go for that, go for that Haaland and Mbappe next year, which they'll probably go for. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I feel like they probably won't win it this year, but yeah, they, they'll put a nice one together again. As well, so obviously we could probably all agree that um, Real Madrid should win our group and into second as well. But as he said, third place probably all say Shakhtar. But for uh, Chef, uh, it's a very brilliant experience for them and their country in Moldova as well to get even into the group stages Champions League. I think they've had to go through three qualifying rounds together. So brilliant for them in Group E then. Um, we're going to have a repeat of the uh, quarterfinal few, was it last year, which Barcelona fans won't want to remember in the opening game. That's because they're in a group with Barcelona, uh, are in a group with Bayern Munich, Benfica and Dynamo Kiev as well. And the first round of fixtures is tomorrow, so Tuesday, both at 8 o'clock. Barcelona against Bayern Munich at the Camp Nou and Dynamo Kiev against Benfica in Kiev as well, both for 8 o'clock, and both refereed by English referees, um, apparently, that Michael Oliver's doing the barcelona Bayern Munich game, and Anthony Taylor, Dynamo Kiev against Benfica. So, if you're listening from their nations, maybe not consistent referees, but we'll have to see tomorrow. But, top of the group, can we all say Bayern Munich, Max, to finish top? Yeah, uh, Bayern Munich obviously uh, under Nagelsmann this season. Uh, they've looked uh, obviously like maybe uh, potentially have uh, some some settling in to do, but they obviously are still Bayern Munich uh, and have put together some solid performances. Uh, and I think obviously uh, Nagelsmann is, uh, I mean, you know, quite a young manager. He's had experience in in the competition. Uh, and for me, I mean, look at the, the I mean, Barcelona have weakened significantly uh, so yeah for me it's, it's quite comfortable for them and Barcelona on the ha- other hand Lloyd obviously we talked about them weakening they've lost Lionel Messi okay they have brought in Memphis Depay they've brought in Aguero um, brought in a few other players on on a free Wijnaldum as well I mean but it is a mess at Barcelona so they should probably come second but you never know uh, well, yeah, like yeah, like you said, they've had the biggest biggest loss you could probably have to any team in the world by losing Messi. Like, like they've had a, 
they've had a bad start to the season. It doesn't really look like, well, they're going to be doing much this year outside of, well, just trying to build, uh, trying to build back up to where they should be. Like, like, I think luckily for them, they're just basically going to have to embrace two demolitions by Bayern Munich and then just, just beat Benfica and Dynamo Kiev and then just finish second and see what happens then. But well, yeah, Bayern is just going to steamroll them. Mm, possibly there, so it will be interesting. We could all probably all agree Bayern Munich to finish top, Barcelona second. But you get stayed, ben, Benfica all agree on that over Dynamo Kiev. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Obviously, but um, you never know for Dynamo Kiev. They've got nothing really um, to lose as well. One team that hasn't got anything to lose is Young Boys in Group F. They play against my team, Man United, in the opening game um, as well. Obviously, in Group F, it's Villarreal, the Europa League current champions, who beat us in the final Man United last year as well. So it's a bit <laughs> funny we get them. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit funny. We get him in the Champions League group stage as well, alongside Atalanta and Young Boys as well. But the opening fixtures are on tomorrow on Tuesday, the second half of the group stage ties as we go on now. You'll see that they all take place on Tuesday. But the first game of the Champions League, main team, main game really, Man United, quarter to six, Young Boys against Man United over in Bern in Switzerland. And then eight o'clock, it's Villarreal against Atalanta. But we're not going to talk about Man United first. We'll talk about Atalanta first. Max, obviously, in last season a lot, when we talked about Italian football, you said Atalanta were really impressive. I mean, can they continue that form and qualify for the next round of the Champions League? Well, Atalanta, uh, again, they had a slow start last season. But, I mean, towards the end of it, they were... Absolutely fantastic uh, and a very, very exciting team, which they are. They have been obviously reaching, uh, where was it? I mean, they, they did quite well in the in the Champions League a few seasons ago. I believe it was the semi-finals. I can't quite remember. Um, when they lost to PSG, I think. So, yeah. but uh, the thing is that they seem to maybe having a having a bit of a slower start uh, in terms of you know, the goals that they're scoring, but... They're a very, very dangerous team uh, and they've got a lot of talent up front uh, and I think they've got certainly a, a unit there. Uh, losing players, uh, however, in you know Romero, who Spurs signed, a very, very good defender, but replacing him, I believe, with Demoral. Uh, so, well, it's, for me, obviously, from what I've seen of them, they haven't looked as strong as they could potentially be, but obviously they're still a very dangerous team and I, I still think they can, they can uh, do some damage to, uh, you know, potentially... A team who uh, underestimate them. So, but we was talking about pre-show as well. We said about um, is it Zaptar? Um, and they got uh, who's the Colombian strike? You said is it um, Muriel? Muriel as well. So I mean, definitely worth a force to be reckoned with, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we've seen uh, you know spectacular performances uh, from them on, in Italy and in Europe. Yeah, they're a very, very good side, um, and you know, in terms of you know attacking, one of the best in the world. So, I mean, if you underestimate them, I think they will punish you, and you've, you've got to hope that you know Man United will not underestimate them. And the other team in the group is uh, Young Boys BSC Young Boys as well. They're the most successful Swiss football team internationally. They reached the semi-finals of the European Cup back in. 1958 to 59 um, as well. They've won 15 times the Swiss League as well and six Swiss, uh, Swiss Cups, sorry. So they have got a, a good pedigree themselves. Obviously, it is going to be a, a tough group for them before. I remember, I think we beat them 3-0 a few years ago over in Bern as well. I mean, was in a group with them um, as well. But for them, another team, again, you know, nothing really to lose for them. They come into it probably looking... Europa League spot was they probably aim in the group as well, but you never know. <laughs> you wouldn't expect them to get out of the group, but you know, Champions League, uh, Europa League spot possibly did really well. I think they won three two in um, sorry, I think they yeah they won three uh, two in the first leg and, and then won three two in the second to go through in their playoff round, so they can score goals. It's just 
can they score goals against the likes of Villarreal, Atalanta and, of course, Man United? That'll be the, the main thing as well. But obviously, yeah, Team Villarreal, Europa League champions, Lloyd managed by your ex-man, Junai Emery. I mean, would you put them favourites over Atalanta to go for them? Uh, so sadly, no. I, I do. I do quite like Emery. I think what did you do when he woke up here? Uh, but Villarreal, they've had like a, they've had like a horrifically awful start to the season, basically. Like they had a horrible pre-season, and uh, they've had a horrible start to the season as well. I saw this thing yesterday. They haven't had a win since like, well, since the Europa League final, like including pre-season games too, which is like eleven odd games. Like they've just done awful. I think this squad quality isn't good enough. And well, I, as, as much as I like Emery, I don't. I don't really think he is the. Oh, well, that's, like I, you can't make miracles with him to get him out of this group. But as you said, it hasn't been that, the best start. Um, so far, I think they how many games? Have, three games they played. Um, they only got obviously three points as well. I think they drew with Granada and Espanyol nil nil. They drew. I think they drew with Atletico two two. Yeah, yeah. So. So, you know, they've got some points, uh, one point, sorry, uh, three points on the board as well. But obviously the favourites for the group, um, don't want to be subtle about it, but I think we will win this group and I think we will get 18 points out of it. I'm not going to say it'll be an easy group because, as you rightly said, Villarreal, Atalanta especially are going to be difficult teams. Young boys could be a... But I say a difficult test tomorrow because they got nothing to lose. So they're probably going into it with the same mindset as Istanbul did last year, especially at their own ground when they beat us. So you never know. But I do think we're going to get 18 points. Do you both agree with me on that? I, I want to say 18 points. There's like a huge, basically. No team ever goes and gets 18 points. Especially if you qualify, you know, with... But two, two, I mean, if you think you win all the games, I don't. Even if I don't know, well, you probably rotate for the last game or two, wouldn't you? If you if you already threw yeah. it, so I, I, you know, I would be surprised if you won every single game. But win the group comfortably, both saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should do. If not, it's a bit worrying. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that anyway. Um, but moving on, Group G, wide open group, really, especially probably for second. It's Lille, the French champions. Can't believe I'm saying that. Sevilla. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg from Austria and Wolfsburg making a return in uh, from Germany after an impressive season last year as well. The first set of fixtures, uh, also the early game tomorrow, Tuesday. Sevilla take on Red Bull Salzburg at quarter to six and at eight o'clock Lille take on Wolfsburg as well. Wide open group, Lloyd, probably Sevilla the favourites, but who comes second? Uh, I think Lille, so they've had a, like they've another team that had a terrible start to the season. I think that's probably because of the fact they lost their lost their really good manager, Gaultier. And oh yeah, like they do, like they've done one point I think so far. Oh no, they've done five points. So uh, five points from five games, which isn't really the best. And then I'd, I'd like Sevilla. That'll be a tough game. I think Sevilla are probably my favourite for that group. But then Wolfsburg and Salzburg can also. Can also definitely provide a shock to Lille. Uh, I, I reckon they will as well. I reckon Lille Especially Wolfsburg. Uh, just to mention, I think Wolfsburg have won every game in the Bundesliga so far. Yeah, so. Like, yeah, you have a really good Wolfsburg team, some really good attacking threat. You have a you have a Lille who are trying to deal with well just winning the league and now having a huge drop off. And then you have Salzburg who also have like well, like one of the best recruitments in the world and have some really good young players like they're there. And Adaimi up front is really good. Like basically, like they replace Haaland every single year with someone, well, not as good. But still. Well, yeah, Pat, Patson Dacker obviously went to Leicester, didn't he? he come from Salzburg. Yeah, yeah, like they're brilliant at scouting these young strikers and then go and score like 30 odd goals that season. And then they'll go, they'll just get shipped off somewhere else and they'll replace them easily. So, as you said, uh, a wide open group G um, as well. It should be straightforward, though, for the current champions of Europe, the Champions League winners last year. Chelsea, they're in a group with Juventus, Zenit St. Petersburg and Malmo FF um, from Sweden as well. Before we talk about the other two, obviously Malmo, historic club. Um, so I think they have won the European uh, Cup before all them years ago. 
as well. Obviously, very successful team um, in uh, Sweden as well. They, yeah, reading now, obviously, they lost the 1979 European Cup when he was known them days to Nottingham Forest as well. But they have won it as well. They obviously won the Club World Cup because of um, winning it as well. So, a, a proud history over the years um, as well. But can Malmo possibly, no, you wouldn't say get out the group, but Europa League spot is between them and, and Zenit, another team that have got a good history in the Champions League the past few seasons as well. I've dropped off in Russia with the likes of CSK Moscow as well, but they have come back to win the Russian League um, last season as well, so that's why they're in the group stage. But wide open for third um, place in Europa League, but for second, you would expect Chelsea and Juventus to go through the first set of fixtures, both at 8 o'clock on Tuesday tomorrow. Chelsea against Senate at Stamford Bridge, and in Malmo, they host Juventus um, as well. First of all, European champions, uh, Max, Chelsea. What can we expect from them? Well, obviously, uh, I think they'll be very good. Uh, they do have a lot of quality, uh, a lot of depth as well to, uh, to to deal with these kind of games um, and not let it bother them uh, and they're running the champion in the Premier League. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's fairly straightforward. I mean, they're very, very organised uh, and I think they'll they'll deal, deal with uh, teams fairly uh, easily, really. Uh, and I think they're... Oh, I mean, in terms of the whole competition, absolutely. I think they're, they're, they're favourites again. Uh, I think they have a, the depth, um, realistically. Uh, obviously, a good, really, really good window for them. Um, obviously, they did kind of move on some of the depth in terms in terms of uh, Tammy Abraham as well. But uh, they do have players uh, to play there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of the whole competition, they absolutely are favourites again for me. Obviously, you know, they won it last year and they strengthened from that. So, yeah, I think not only are they favourites for the group for me, it was the whole competition. Uh, I mean, top. I mean, definitely top three uh, for me personally. Um, as well, obviously, we'll stay with you on the Juventus, the Italian front as well. I mean, it, it obviously they have lost Ronaldo, and it is a bit funny that you see a lot of their fans say no Ronaldo, no problem, even though they are 16th in Serie after three games. I think, well, they only got one three points. Is it? I think. Is it one point, three points? I'm sure. Um, one point. One point, obviously, which is not what you'd expect from Juventus. But question will be, obviously, you would expect them to get out of the group, probably come second. But how far can they go? Can they even go past the first knockout stage? Um, well, obviously, it depends uh, on the uh, draw. But, I mean, I think they can. Listen, they have... Um... A manager in Allegri who uh, has had success with them before, and uh, I mean I think it probably is a. I mean a few teams have had uh, new managers, and I think you do have to give them some time. Uh, and in terms of what Allegri offers, he's you know kind of a. I, you know, I think safe is maybe unfair of a of a thing. Obviously, won so many titles, but he is quite a. I suppose pragmatic manager is probably what you'd say, and I think you know what he can bring the team to uh, is you know quite a, a consistent team but obviously a rough start for them but um, you know I think they'll build into into a better unit as the season goes on uh, and obviously bringing in you know some obviously getting rid of Ronaldo is difficult to replace but I think they've brought some, done some smart business I mean in terms of, of Locatelli I think uh, it does offer a little bit more stability in the midfield and yeah I mean from what I expect from the expect from them this season the Champions League is I don't think uh, anybody expects them to 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 you know to win it or to go that far, but yeah, I mean, I hopefully hopefully the by the time they get to the group stage, they'll look a little bit more complete uh, and have a little bit more direction. And uh, you know, I think they'll be just looking to um, improve from uh, a poor season last season. Uh, and obviously, how uh, you know, was it the champ? What was it the, the round of sixteen? They went out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think they'll just look to to. To improve uh, and and you know potentially get to the to the quarters, um, I think that would be you know not necessarily success for them, but they're not looking at rewarding success. And I think maybe more the improvement they'll they'll look to uh, to make will be domestically. So those were all the groups then rounded off. Um, quickly then we'll talk. We'll say the fixtures um, in more uh, an easier way now in terms of day. So Tuesday the fourteenth tomorrow 
in the Champions League, obviously Group A, both 8 o'clock, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Dynamo, Kiev, Benfica, Group F, the early game at quarter to six, Young Boys, Man United, and at 8 o'clock, Villarreal, Atalanta, Group G, Sevilla, uh, Salzburg at quarter to six, and Lille against Wolfsburg at 8 o'clock, and then Chelsea, Zenit in, in Group H, and Malmo, Juventus, both at 8 o'clock, and on Wednesday, you got in Group A, Club Bruges, PSG, Man City, Leipzig, both at 8 o'clock. Same in Group B, same time as well. Atletico Madrid, Porto and Liverpool, AC Milan. Group C, Beskitschas and Borussia Dortmund are the quarter to six game. And Sporting Ajax is the eight o'clock game in Group C. And in Group D, Sheffield got their first Champions League game underway. Again, Shakhtar Donetsk at quarter to six. And Inter Milan, Real Madrid. At eight o'clock um, as well. So obviously the campaign starts for the road to Russia, uh, St. Petersburg on the 20th of May next year as well. It's also worth noting and early on, but the Champions League or European competitions this year, there is no away goals as well. So if it's level, it'll go to extra time. Then penalties, you in favour of that, Lloyd? No extra time? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I am probably. I think it was a bit unfair, especially with the away goals. And like, yeah, I, I think it's just the best system. And a, and a bit of a stat, just reading up now. The ambassador for the the final being held in St Petersburg is a, an Arsenal le- legend, Andre Ashavin. So, the legend of uh, Arsenal. Um, as well, but moving on quickly to the Europa League, obviously there is some uh, English interest as well and Scottish interest as well. Um, this year's final being held in um, Sevilla, which obviously they've won what five, four, five times over the past few seasons um, as well. But in the group stage, then quickly Group A sees Leon Rangers, Sparta Prague, and Bronaby who are making their debut in the Europa League, although they have appeared. In the UEFA Cup before have Bonnaby of Denmark as well. Group B sees Monaco, PSV, Real Sociedad and Sturm Graz of Austria. Group C, Napoli, Leicester City, Spartak Moscow and Legia Warsaw of Poland. Group D, Olympiakos, Frankfurt, Fenerbahce and Royal Antwerp of Belgium. Group E, Lazio, Lokomotiv Moscow, Marseille and Galatasaray. Group F, Braga, Red Star Belgrade. Ludogorets and Michelin, Group G, Bayer Leverkusen, Celtic, Real Betis and Ferner Crows of Hungary and Group H, Dynamo Zagreb, Genk, Rapid Vienna, uh, Vienna sorry, and making their debut in the Europa League after a brilliant season last year is West Ham United. Quickly on the um, English interest first, Lloyd. First of all, Leicester City in a, a tough, well, a toughish group. They got Napoli, as I said, in there probably the, the team you would expect to be up there. And Sparta, Moscow, and Legia Warsaw. Um, it is worth noting that I, I didn't know this until earlier on that top in the group go to the round of 16 of straight to the round of 16 of the Europa League. Second going to the preliminary knockout round of the Europa League before the round of 16 and third go into the European Conference League. So all a bit complicated, but would you expect Leicester to win the group? Uh, I'm really not sure. I think like they, they always really underwhelm in the in European competitions. Like they never really do, do as good as they should, I would think. And then you have Napoli. They've had they've had quite a good start to, to Serie A, taking nine points from three games. And then Leicester, I've, like they really had the best start. And like you look at you look at the, some of the good players like James Madison, he, he's he's had a very poor start. So it's Harvey Barnes, uh, yeah. So I I think I see him quite. I I think I see him struggling. Would you put Napoli above Leicester, Max? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in terms of a team that is used to to European football, um, and potentially has you know a, a little bit more, you know, not only experience. As a squad experience, you know, in a manager as well, Sarri, yeah, who's you know obviously won the Europa League um, with Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, I would expect them to to edge uh, Leicester, and obviously Leicester have had uh, injury problems. But and in in terms of the start of the season, I think you know it'll be a bit of a slow one for them. Um, but obviously, I think they, they have strengthened obviously in terms of depth up front. But yeah, I think it potentially could be too much to ask to top the group uh, for them. And in Group H, obviously West Ham, Lloyd, they got a group with Dynamo Zagreb, Croatia, Genk of Belgium and Rapid Ven 
of Austria, would you expect West Ham to win that group? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you you pretty right. I think especially with the with the signings they made, they've added a lot of depth. And Max, quickly on to Scot- uh, Scotland now. Obviously, Celtic in a group with Bayer Leverkusen, Real Betis and Furnikovs of Hungary. Can Celtic stay in the Europa League and get through to the knockouts? Well, in terms of... The, I mean, I'm not too familiar with you know Celtic as a team, but in terms of Leverkusen and Real Betis, I mean, they're two sides that not only have more experience with you know, you know European football, just probably... Better. Um, I mean, obviously, Real Betis uh, did improve from last season. I think they were bottom half uh, the season before. But yeah, for me, I would say that you know potentially uh, I expect to see them drop down to the Conference League. And Rangers, on the other hand, in a group with Lyon, obviously strong French team, Sparta Prague and Bronaby, Rangers to come second. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, they have shown that they can put up a, a bit of a fight. Uh, in recent seasons, um, and I've done quite well in the Europa League, uh, you know, in terms of picking up results. So, yeah, I mean, they are obviously you take favourites to the group, but second, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd expect that from them. Uh, it would be a uh, a good a result for them and, uh, and and good for Steven Jarrett, obviously. And then finally, get on to Tottenham's competition, the new UEFA um, competition as well. The final will be held in Tirana in Albania in May as well for the new European Conference League as well obviously Tottenham making history in some ways unwanted history you suppose in being the first English team um, to be in the competition as well you're in in Group G with Rennes, Vitiza of the Netherlands and Mura of Slovenia as well Rennes first up probably your toughest game in the group you would expect to win the group. You would expect to to reach the final. Will you win the tournament? Um, well, you'd probably say so. I think. We think. I mean, not to, not only to to brag or anything, but I'd probably say they were the best team uh, in the tournament. Does that mean they're going to win it? No, it doesn't. Um, it just means there's pressure uh, on you to win it. And obviously, with I mean, you know, you, I think the team that comes the closest in terms of. Uh, in teams in the competition is, is AS Roma. In terms of a squad, I think it's better than Spurs. No, in terms of you know just I just I, I almost kind of a comic fate. I think in terms of Spurs, I, I just I mean for me, I think Roma just do win it. Mourinho, the Mourinho factor, and, and obviously not only the Mourinho factor, also the Mourinho factor, and also the Spursiness factor of you know losing to the former manager. Uh, you know, who did terribly. I mean, you, you probably, well, you can already see it now. You can picture it now. He wins, the Mourinho wins the Conference League and then you say, oh yeah, well, Spurs were just such bottle jobs. It wasn't Mourinho's fault, it was Spurs' fault. I mean, I can, oh, it's, it does annoy me, but in terms of what Mourinho does, it's what Mourinho does and he wins trophies, apart from at Spurs. Um, and in terms of, well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that we, we have no chance, obviously. We've I easily got the best squad in the, in the competition. But uh, in terms of just the banter levels, I'm, I'm, I have no expectations, um, and I don't really care that much to be honest with you. If we win it, it's all right. But it's, I mean, it's not like, it's not. I mean, it isn't anything really. It's nothing. You know, I, I suppose it does give the teams you wouldn't expect to qualify in Europe the chance, you know, to play European football. You got Mura of Slovenia in your group. You got. Lincoln Red Imps from Gibraltar in Group F. You've got teams that rather probably wouldn't qualify for the Europa League or obviously not the Champions League, not even the Europa League. And so it's a it's an opportunity for them to play European football and possibly, you know, someone like Leeds or someone like that possibly next year as well. But, you know, it's a new competition. Admittedly, it's not the strongest competition, but I think we could all probably agree that the Europa League is quite strong this year in terms of the quality in there. Yeah, well, the annoying thing is, as soon as, sorry, as soon as Spurs leave the the, the Europa League, um, it's a better competition because I think the thing is the Europa League. Of course, is it is because Spurs not in it. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. No, I mean literally in terms of the format, um, you know, finishing top of the group and then you don't have to play the the round of what was it the round of thirty six, is it or whatever? It is. Yeah, um, the round thirty two. Oh, round of thirty two. Yeah, it's such a uh, it's such a pain, honestly. 
I, and that's why I, I didn't like the competition. If it, if you won the group on the street, went straight to the round of 16, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, again, I mean, I mean, I was obviously disappointed with the Europa League, but yeah, I mean, it's the competition is, is good, but um, you know, I you know, hypocritically not when Spurs are in it, I don't really care about it then. But uh, as you said, it is. Do you think UEFA have made good improvements? To the European competitions this year with the addition of the Conference League and making Europa League a bit more exciting with the thing? Lloyd, would you say you have made it better? Uh, yeah, I, I think they have. Like, it's, it's all, all, the, all the competitions are a lot more competitive and there's a lot more, uh, but there's a lot less of the, like useless games, like you were saying. And, and, and plus the first season Arsenal in Europe. It's brilliant. <laughs> Looking forward to the competitions, though, even though your team not in it. I'm really excited to watch as a neutral for once. And, like, not, well, not to be like, oh, yeah, if this team wins, they'll play this. Team. Like, I don't care about any of that now. Yeah, I can actually just watch it, watch it for fun. And you'll be pleased to know that every game of the Champions League, Europa League, and the European Conference League is on BT Sport, either on their actual channels, their red button channels, or on their app, BT Sport Digital Exclusive. So every game of European football, I think they show the Youth League as well, which is always good quality, so plenty of football to watch over the next coming one uh, months as well, um, all the way up to Christmas as well, when it does get uh, darker, colder, so you can stay in and watch top quality football, which obviously Lloyd wouldn't know about being a, an Arsenal fan as well. But that's it for the European um, preview show today, if you call it that, with the free competitions. We'll be back tomorrow now to talk about the latest round of Premier League and EFL action as well. Obviously, Arsenal finally got their first victory and scored a goal in the Premier League this season after a scrappy win against Norwich. Man United, comfortable really. We'll talk about the main man tomorrow. And Tottenham let the uh, side down after losing on the weekend as well. But Cardiff won. So we'll talk about all that tomorrow. But thank you for listening and goodbye. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now you should have somehow realised what you got to do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. About you now